Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Works Christian Church, right here in beautiful Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. Here, I will discuss theology, doctrine, politics, social and cultural issues, pretty much anything I feel like talking about. But basically, I flip tables. Please remember to download each episode. That's very important. Download each episode. Hold on tight. It's going to be a bumpy ride. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Table flippers here in beautiful, well, today we're in Palmdale, California at Butler's Coffee. So I have to warn you, if you hear some noise in the background, uh, coffee grinders, steamers, things of that nature, well, it's because we're in a coffee house. So come down. If you want to be part of it live, hey, come down and buy a cup of coffee. (laughs) But uh, I have some special guests here today, some fantastic special guests, some friends of mine, Mike and Carol Ross. I'm going to give the mic over to them in just a moment, but say hello, guys. Hello, hello, everyone. I expected you to say hello, guys. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. What wait. about the gals? Oh, yeah, gals, too. Hello, gals. Hello, hello gals. gals. All right. There you hey, go. guys. <laughs> I finally got it. But um, I wanted them to come on. I've been wanting to c- them to come on here for a long time, ladies and gentlemen, because they're doing some s- spectacular w- work here in our city, in our region. That's uh, affecting um, not just here in Palmdale, but it's affecting even the uh, nation in, in, a, in a huge way. And they're going to talk a little bit about that, but they've been on Flashpoint and such. And what they're able to accomplish here in Palmdale is capturing the attention of people all over this nation. And um, so anyways, I'm going to go on and, and tell, give the, you know, let the cat out of the bag if I'm not careful. So Mike, Carol, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. No, ladies first. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm Carol Ross, and I'm married to this lovely man, Michael Ross, who seems to get moved very often to jump into things and get things started. <laughs> How's that for an intro? Wow. That's good. That was very nice. That was nicer yes. than when I hear it at home. Like, yeah. what are you doing? It's What's good. happening? No, no, it's never what are you doing. It's what are we doing? Yes, that's true. Because doing, I yeah. get pulled into everything, too. So, But that's, that's why true. I think that's why God put us together, because I'm very cautious, and he's like, I'm going to go get it. So between mm-hmm. the two of us, I think we, we probably, you know, are moving at a decent speed. Just, just so you yeah. know, you don't have to be nice to him. Uh, okay, just, I don't. Okay, well. You know, <laughs> thanks, Rob. Just keep it somewhat family-friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks. No, no, we make a great team, man. We, it's true. We balance each other out in that respect. And I'm kind of a bungee jumper guy. If I'm one of those guys that if I see something wrong, uh, I, I don't take my phone out to videotape it. I jump into it because I, I think that, that we need to get involved. You know, we can't just stand back and watch things happen. And there's way too much videotaping going on and not enough getting involved with stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he, God uses him to jump in and then me to kind of bring some order. Yeah, she, she, pulls, <laughs> she pulls the bungee cord back. Okay, you okay. Know? So if I'm hearing this correctly, Mike, you, you jump in to get things done mm-hmm. and Carol keeps you out of jail. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) That's what I heard. (laughs) Or she'll join me in jail. It depends on what it is we're fighting for, but yes. Yeah, very good. So, So, yeah. So when all of of the COVID stuff happened and hit and we were seeing everything get locked down and then even worse when we were um, just hearing about the possibility of, um, you know, all the mandates, the uh, testing and the vaccine mandates, um, that's when we felt like, okay, everything is just going way too far now. We were seeing people just um, 
go along with it, and that was terrifying us. So we, we had been talking for a long time about we really need to do something about this, but I think the one thing that slowed us down a little bit is we weren't sure how many people would actually join in with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were, I think we were, we were wanting to do something, I think, even longer, you know, well, yeah. before we jumped in because we're trying to assess, like, everybody's just complying with everything. Are we going to just jump out there and turn around and look back and go, and there's nobody following us? Right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and just for the record, Carol and I have never spent time in jail together. <laughs> <laughs> together. Okay. I'm glad you clarified that. Never spent time together. <laughs> they always had us in separate cells. Yeah, yeah, we were in separate cells. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Carol, you, you brought up something uh, uh, um, very important uh, when all the COVID shutdowns and even, I mean, I was sitting back and I was absolutely amazed at the way people just caved. Yes. Churches caved, pastors caved, yes. businesses caved, local um, politicians, governmental officials caved. It, it seems like so many people are caving and there was just these small little strongholds saying, no, no, we're not going to cave because still, I, I, last time I checked, the United States of America, and we still have this thing called, uh, what was it called again? The Freedom, Constitution. Yeah, Constitution, mm, yeah. Liberty, things of that nature <laughs> that we should be following and, and not some knucklehead in, in, um, in D.C. So you guys took a stand Mm-hmm. You fought at it a, at a city level. Mm-hmm. Now, before you jump in and explain what you did, because I do want the people to hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we, uh, just before I push the record button here, we just briefly, I'm, I'm talking very briefly, spoke about talking about um, why it is so important for people to get involved. And, and this story that they're going to tell you and what they were able to accomplish is, is, is why you get involved. If you've ever felt like, what's the point? Nothing changes. That's because people don't get involved, involved, evolved, involved deep enough and long enough to make that change. But this couple did, and I want them to share what they were able to do with uh, Palmdale Freedom Coalition at the city of Palmdale. Take it away. So, um, all right. So we started out, it all came down to, we, we were actually looking to join another group. Because mm-hmm. uh, we didn't want to really lead anything, because uh, we've we've done that way too much, and we just would like we would like for once for somebody else to kind of lead it up. Right, right. So we went to a meeting, and it just happened to be their very last meeting of that group. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, what? No way. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was sitting in my office one day, and I just shortly after that meeting, and I heard God say, "I've anointed you and Carol to be leaders. You need to lead it." And I went into Carol and said, um, God's anointed us to lead. We need to lead. And she said, what? <laughs> no, she did. She said, yep, uh, I, I agree. So uh, we had our first meeting here at Butler's. Butler's was nice enough to let us come in. Um, we, wanted a, we wanted a neutral place so, you know, people would feel comfortable coming. And in our first meeting, we had 16 people, six of which was our family. Um, but to be fair, we didn't send out a lot of notices to people that we were doing this meeting, um, just a handful of people. But we did have people tell us no, that they didn't want to be involved, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of shocking. And I was actually kind of shocked by who it was who said it. Um, I thought that they would I, – I, I was shocked at who said yes and who said no. Yes, yeah. I agree. Right? It yes. was weird because mm-hmm. uh, I thought people who we knew that were already active in the community would be like, yes, heck yeah. yes. Uh, but they weren't. Right. 
um, they were holding the status quo, if you will, of following whatever the government was saying to do. Yeah. Um, and you know, just for the record, although uh, we're not, we we will not get vaccinated because we don't think the vaccines are actually effective or safe or safe. Um, but we would never say to somebody, you can't get it if you mm -hmm. want it. Right. And vice versa, we would never say you have to get it right. if mm -hmm. you don't want it, right? You know, it's interesting. I can remember years ago having conversations. I'm sort of going on a rabbit trail now, but um, I can remember people that were arguing against um, folks being able to get experimental therapies yep. when they were suffering from some sort of disease or something right, right. right and I kind of equate that the same thing I, I remember then thinking who are you to tell them that they can't so I agree yeah. with that it's like we I think we have to have that freedom you know with our own decisions and our own medical decisions right. you know if you want to great and if you don't want to you shouldn't yep. be forced yeah yeah so so, so when we started uh, Pondell Freedom Coalition um, it actually started because uh, we got information from the city saying that the city was going to require the staff of the city to be vaccinated and have to be tested twice weekly if they didn't, and that had been mandated by the by the city manager. Hmm. And um, we sent emails. We were active already in the city, and we knew them, so we sent emails asking what's going on with this, you know. And uh, over three and a half hours on the going back and forth on the internet and even getting on the phone a few times on this one evening, we were assured uh, by the city manager at that time that there, weren't, um, that there weren't any mandates in place and that two people had gotten um, COVID, so they were requiring testing, but not vaccines. And um, I said, okay, and I, I thought, okay, we're done with it, then we don't need to worry about it. And I sent the person who had given me that intel I sent them back an email saying hey they're telling me you know now after three and a half hours of going back and forth um, that there's no such thing as a mandate and within three minutes of that email I got a copy of the mandate literally signed by the city manager that was very clear they had to get the shot and or be tested twice weekly which was everything that they they had just told me wasn't the case so they absolutely lied yeah and at that point, we realized, okay, we're into a real fight here because um, we knew it wasn't just our city, but that was going to involve the county and it was going to involve right. the state. Um, so we had our first meeting. We got organized, and uh, uh, you know, we really, we really did uh, not to over spiritualize it, but we really prayed about it and like, what direction do we go in? How do we set this up? And as soon as the word got out that there were these, there was a couple of people who were willing to fight, a real grassroots level started happening. Um, we we hardly put out any information about it. It just blew up, right. and we went from um, 16 to 43, 43 to 78 or so. And then after that, we're always in the hundreds of people. I know you know you yeah. saw there were people standing outside oh, yeah. to, to 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 hear what was going on. Um, and then, uh, you know, we started fighting for the the uh, oh, one of the one of the things we realized right away, we would not make noise for noise sake. Everything that we did had to have a purpose and a goal of moving the needle forward to ultimately there not being any mandates. Right. Um, and so, 
that was one thing that I think set us aside from everybody that was protesting at that moment is that we actually had a goals that we were shooting to obtain and we had a strategy that we were going after and we had a team of people who understood that and moved forward together and that made people I feel they were comfortable in getting behind us and working with us toward that end yeah and um, in our first protest we had well over 500 people it's the largest protest ever down at uh, at uh, City Hall yeah I think what we didn't want to happen was just being out there marching with signs and having protests one after the other and having meetings you know the the one meeting we went to I I know there um, previously the group we were going to join um, that was one of the things that was brought up is like well we can't just get together and keep voicing our complaints. It's like you're preaching to the choir at that point. And a lot of groups, it seemed, were doing that. Everybody's just getting together and just grumbling and grumbling and grumbling and nothing's happening. So that was very important to us. It's like, if we're going to do this, then we need to to really pray about what is the strategy. And for us, the strategy was trying to get an ordinance passed to stop the mandates. So we have something, you know, very physical, like this is what we're doing. A law. A A law law that banned it. Yeah, and, and i got to tell you, um, you know, you mentioned why is it so important to get involved. It is important to get involved in things, and I think when you even are aware that there's something not right or, you know, as soon as you can, because a lot of times by the time we're seeing things that we go, this is just craziness, it's already so deep and so deeply embedded. It is more difficult to, to bail out of that, yeah. you know, or to, to turn the stream, you know. It is really difficult. But I think a lot of times, and we're still seeing this today, unfortunately, is when people are not personally affected very severely, and I'm purposely using that word severely, um, they oftentimes just kind of go, eh, you know what, it's it's not that big a deal. I've got, I got a lot on my plate. I got a family to take care of, whatever. You know, I've got a career I'm working on. I can't really take the time and it's really not affecting me that much. And when they do start coming in and we saw this is when they're in panic mode because their whole world has been turned upside down. And I think we need to learn as a society, just as people, we need to be involved along the way, all along the way, not waiting until you're at crisis moment and then going how do we manage or turn this crisis around unfortunately like i said i think we're still seeing that you know we've had we had a lot of people that showed up to uh the palmdale freedom coalition meetings and they were alongside us fighting until they got their um what do you call their exemption yeah whether it was a medical exemption a religious exemption or you know something once they got their exemption it was like well oh i'm fine i'm good i don't need to But they're not realizing, okay, we still are not out of the danger zone. Exactly. Right. You temporarily are, and but yeah. that's, it's, it's a slippery slope, and guess what? Next time they're not going to be, they're going to be coming for your exemption, and we have seen that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have seen that, too. Oh, it's, you know what? It's coming back in one form or another yeah. um, because we've allowed it. Yeah. As Carol was just saying, if we would have gotten involved earlier, if people, if our society, if if uh, American citizens would have gotten involved earlier in that, I don't think it would have come to the crisis that it did. Um, and, and the other thing, too, is is people think that they can just throw money at it. And when we started, PFC has never asked anybody for anything. We, 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 yeah, just we don't. Yeah, we do not take money. We have been 
offered that we could possibly have gotten some money even from the city, from different, you know, and we oh, just yeah. said, you know what, we're, we're not even a nonprofit. We are literally a coalition. We're just a group of citizens yeah. coming together. I, I literally so. had a lady come up to me after one meeting and she said, you know, I can't make it to the meetings, but I, I can write a check. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't want your check. I want you. Right. You know, because the, the money, money's to me, you know, is important. It, it, but not on this level, not on the grassroots level. Right. You know, we were told, uh, as Carol was saying in that meeting, don't just have meetings for meetings. And when I told the other people, well, we're going to have a weekly meeting. And they were like, You're, that's not going to do well. And it's where we're what now? A year and a half uh, of Palmdale Freedom Coalition. And there's only been two Wednesdays that we haven't had meetings. And they were the Wednesday before, before Christmas. Right. That's it. Yeah. And so, it, and we still, you know, it, it's the numbers of people that are here isn't as great as it was during the height of all the COVID stuff, but that tells you the staying power mm -hmm. of when you're organized, you have vision, and you know what you're doing, um, how it does stay together. And we have an, uh, I think Palmdale Freedom Coalition has an amazing group of people. Uh, the core group is uh, amazing. Um, you know, our assigned team, we broke everything up into committees. So we have all these committees and they do amazing work. They continue. And, you know, a lot of the people have stayed in it for a year and a half now. Right. At full bore, you yeah. know, not just being here every once in a while, but they're here every Wednesday. You know, yeah. if they're not going to make it, they'll actually let us know, oh, I can't make it. Right. Yeah, Rob, you said something that I think is really important. You said the thing about kind of, um, I don't know the exact word you use, but, but basically staying with something. Mm -hmm. So I think that is really important. I think people expect that I'm going to put some effort in and really quick it's going to turn around and then it's all good, you know. Right. And, and a lot of times you don't see results unless you're really sticking with something through the ups and the downs, and you're and it's very consistent. Well, there, it's uh, it's the drive-through mentality we have yes. in America. You know what? I'm not going to take the time to cook a really decent meal and sit with my family. I'm going to go through the drive-through because it's quicker. Right. But ultimately, how much does that really cost you? You know, yeah. I mean, you're paying more for lousy food. Secondly, nothing against because there's some fast food I actually like, but um, you know, but but you're paying more for less, and then ultimately, health-wise across the board, it's costing you more. Right. And that's we're learning something about something in America, in our city for sure, where we're seeing that people they they have a, a short I don't want to say attention span because they can sit through movies and stuff but right. when it comes to causes and things that we need to fight for politically um, it, it seems like it, it they they get overwhelmed by the world at that point and you gotta you gotta just stick together as a team yeah. we always would say many hands make light work so as we would dole out all these different things that we needed to accomplish in, in the coalition, um, you know, there were some late nights, of course, just like anything else. But um, you know what? Ultimately, when when we got done and we got the um, the ordinance passed, and we watched God do what God does when when people are committed to to uh, a vision that's right, um, you know, we. The, the payoff at the end of that was enormous and it was life changing. Yeah. You know, I know it was for me because I, I know for me, I felt like I got to experience the, 
and, and this may sound very overstated and overly dramatic, but it's true, I felt like I was back when America started. Right. I remember we, we would talk about that sometimes even, how they would meet in pubs in different mm-hmm. places like that, and here we are at Butler's, as, as many called it, our ground zero. It, it was our yeah. ground zero, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. And it was like that. And you had all these people who were very passionate about things. And, you know, we all we, we always knew that, you know, uh, groups ebb and flow. So as issues come up, it gets bigger. And as the issue dies down, it gets smaller. Carol and I have been involved in enough things. We see that. So we weren't concerned about when we started seeing less and less coming. We were concerned about who was staying. Yeah. You know, and the right people stayed, I have to say. You know, the people that and, – and, we still have a very large group considering um, mm-hmm. everything, but um, and we still have uh, influence of well over 2,500 people that started out at 1,600. Plus, dare I say, we launched a newspaper out of the movement yes. mm-hmm. uh, that now reaches 11,000 readers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and all the the videos and the um, the interviews that we've done are people are still watching it, which blows my mind. Right, right. You know, sometimes I go in and see if the numbers have gone up on people who have been viewing, and they're always going up. Right, right, right. And it's and most of the headlines on on our things are like this couple changed their city, and I think people are hungry for that yeah. now. I think they are starting to get more like, you know what, I should get involved in, but they're not sure where to go. And I I have to say, when people understood to come to Butler's, we had people just walk in. Right, right, right. That, you know, they'd maybe seen a sign on the freeway or they heard something from someplace and they just knew and they just came in. And I think out of the now year and a half of meetings that we've had, the majority of the time there's somebody new in Mm -hmm. each one of the meetings. And I have to say too, they're not, if you look at the people who come, I wouldn't go, these are people of great influence in our city. In fact, it's the opposite. I feel like initially when we were beginning it, we thought, you know, gosh, we know some of these folks and could, you know, could we get some of these people, you know, of influence? And most of the people of influence actually were not the ones who were coming to push the needle. It was just, you know, your your average, you know, it was Joe us. next door. Your, yeah, us. You know what? Yeah. It was, it, and that was, that was beautiful, man. Yeah. I mean, seeing these people that, I always tell the story and it's totally true, like, like, I guess it was like our third meeting and this person comes in and she's near tears <laughs> and freaked out she was just told that day that she was going to be losing her job if she didn't get vaccinated and um, she wasn't sure what to do and quite honestly we weren't sure what to do but we knew we were gonna know what not to do together right 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 you know and so she came in and sat down and we just started talking and understood this is a long haul and that we were against forced vaccinations and forced testing and just started to explain our beliefs and at the end of that meeting I'm not exaggerating, her countenance had completely changed. She had color back in her face, and she came up and she said, I don't feel like I'm crazy. There's other people that that feel and believe like I do. And you know what? Those people were the people here on the ground level. We realized at that point, our government does not care about us. They don't. Yeah. You know? I, I try to explain that to people. You know, the government does not. I mean, they don't care about us. I mean, it's just a reality we have to get used to mm-hmm. and stop acting like they actually 
are implementing these things because they actually care about us. It was more about control, in my opinion, than 100%. anything. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So, yes. Carol, you said that um, the people that maybe had already had some influence, they weren't the ones showing up. Why, why would you think, I mean, do you have any idea or... Why do I think they wouldn't show wouldn't up? Wouldn't show up, yes. Yes, I think most people... <clears throat> Um, are more are very concerned about their career, their position within the you know within any community, um, and I think that weighs heavily on people's decisions. Um, it's been interesting. I wasn't planning on going this direction right now, but I'm I wasn't planning on asking the um, question. Yeah. I'm going to go. <laughs> Just said it to spark something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so Michael and I, we were never really politically involved, really, with the city, mm -hmm. but we were very involved on a community level. Yeah. So we did a Christmas, um, uh, like a free Christmas event every year in in Ponsalon Square, which was really well attended and really well embraced by the city. Um, but we didn't take any money from the city, didn't cost the city any money. We got sponsors and we put it on, had a lot of volunteers. The whole purpose was to bring the community together and right. with people volunteering and just forming more of a community. We did that. We volunteered at the um, uh, Kaleidoscope Art Festival every year, running one of the stages there, uh, and numerous other types of volunteer work that we would do. So we were, we were very involved at a city level, but in different circumstances. Right, right, right. And um, I, I felt like, you know, we were, we were appreciated, we were liked, and I can't say that about us anymore. <laughs> oh, no, we've become pariah. Yes. Yeah. So people, um, okay, the reality of it is sometimes when you are standing up for things, that does happen. Yeah. But I don't know how many people are willing to go that route, you know, because it's not it's not pleasant and it's not comfortable. But I, I will say I can sleep at night. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like, no, my conscience is clear. I know I'm doing the right thing. Does it um, sometimes, you know, does it kind of stink that, you know, people that maybe we were close to before we're not close to now? Yes. But I can't keep the peace when you know there's wrong happening. Right. Right. And, and I think that um, that gets thrown around a lot. I mean, we would even hear that. Well, you know, we need to just, we need to get along. We need to have peace. We, but you can't make peace when, when there's just absolute wrong going yeah. on. You can't. You, you know, we, no, I'm sorry. We need to be the ones that are, that are leading the way in righteousness, whatever, exactly. whatever that is, however God shows us. And if it means that it's going to you know, ruffle things up a little bit, then it does mean it's going to ruffle things up. But I think, so in answer to your question, that's a long-winded answer to say I think a lot of times it's uncomfortable and people don't want to go to that place of discomfort. Mm -hmm. or possible loss because you know there's people that you know speak up and they do lose their job right. you know right. but i will say we've heard so much throughout this fight there have been a number of people said oh you know i would love to but you know i just can't i you know i'm i, I would lose my job or i'm you know i'm a I'm year two years from my pension, pension if i hear that I, again yes. i'm gonna throw up i could yeah. lose my pension yeah. and unfortunately we always try and say you know what you think you're safe <laughs> but I mean unfortunately a lot of the folks that have said that to us 
ultimately still lost their job. Mm. So they they really didn't jump in and get in the fight, and they still and they still lost, lost what they were afraid they were what they were trying to save. Right. I just think of the scripture, you know, where where God is saying, you know, those if you're trying to save your life, you know, you end up losing yeah, it, and if you it. if you will be willing to lose it, you actually save your life. Yeah. And I feel like we're seeing that right before us just mm-hmm. happen. People are just hanging on for dear life to things, and those things are getting ripped from them anyways. But they didn't really take a stance, so they lost something for really nothing. Yeah, it's amazing, if I may. It's it's, it's amazing how short-sighted people are in that, um, you know, we fought for different businesses, like we fought for Butler's, right, right, right. we fought for Baracoa uh, Restaurant, and um, all these people who went along with it, thinking, uh, well, you know what, if I just get along with it, we're going to get through this or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, the, the phrase that used to make me really angry was when I would hear anybody from the government say, we're in this together. Because yeah. I go, no, we're not. Right. You know what? You got to keep your jobs. Yep. You, weren't, you got paid even when you weren't in the office. Yep. Most people didn't. There were businesses out here struggling. Oh, yeah. You know, and our city's answer to that was to give a $500 gift card to anybody who bought a new, a new car, you know, to spend in <laughs> businesses that were closed down. Right. So it was crazy, and to me, what 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 we came to understand is, is that there's kind of two levels of people now. You know, one are those who are just going to go along because they think that that's ultimately going to cost them less. Right. But as Carol was just saying, and then there's the other people that are willing to lose everything, but really what they gain is everything. Right. Because they. They will stand, and this is going to sound really mean when I say it, they will stand on top of those people who just went along. Right. Because those people that just went along, they're weak people. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. You know, and they don't think for themselves. They're being told how to think. Right. And it's like you said at the beginning, it's about control. Yeah. And we realize that way up front, you know, it's about control. And we're looking at our city. And this is the one thing that I, I want to make clear. You know what, as it says, all politics are local, right? Yes. And there's a reason for that. If you look at the way our country is set up, it's all set up to protect the local government against the larger government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so when you start looking at that, you go, why did they set it up that way? (laughs) Well, there's a reason, because these guys don't care about you. They care about you paying your taxes. They care about you holding land that they will control, you Uh know, eminent domain. Um, There's all kinds of things that, and so it rolls down to this. You either are going to let yourself be controlled by the government and go along with it. That's called socialism or communism. Right. Or you're going to be a, an American citizen who believes in um, individual responsibility and that my life is my life. Right. You know, and I believe in the collective. We all pay our taxes because we want streets and stuff. But you know what? I don't want our government anymore paying for special interest groups. Right, right. I don't think that that's their job. No. We can't even secure our border, and they're giving money to groups within our city that are actually fighting against us on that. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? So it's kind of gone weird. Everything is weird. So you're either on one side or the other side. And as in the Bible, it says you're either hot or you're cold, you know? Yeah. Uh, And there's an appreciation for that. Don't be in the middle. And most of the people are lukewarm. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, I can see where they don't 
the, we shouldn't have that. But you know what? They tell you have to wear a seatbelt. I can't tell you how many times I heard that argument about the vaccine. I would say, you know what? I'm not shooting a seatbelt into my body. Right, exactly. It's something I'm wearing right. on the outside. Right. Okay. So, and, and we purposely <laughs> right. didn't fight masks, although we didn't wear masks, but we left that out of our ordinance because that wasn't something that you were injecting exactly. into your body. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. You can take a mask off. Mm -hmm. You can take a seatbelt off. Yes. You can't get rid of that. There's jab. Yeah, there's no exchange of, and the other thing was testing because, mm -hmm. and this is, this okay, so this can sound a little gross, but there's no exchange of bodily fluid. Right. In essence, there's no DNA being taken from me. Right. Right? And so every time they did a swab, they're taking something from you. Yeah. When they're jabbing you with that thing, they're putting something in you, which we know now is taking things away from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, I, I saw it was just a meme, but it says, with everything that we know now, I still have not regretted my decision to not take the jab. Because what we <laughs> yeah. know now is it's killing people. Yes. So it this is. thing that they pushed out there, this is going to save everybody, is now killing people. And there's, a few, there's only a few, uh, as they call us, pure, pure bloods left. Yeah. Mm -hmm that refuse to take it. There's a movie in that. You know there's going to be a oh, movie yeah, yeah. someday about people, oh, yeah. you know. I, I, I wish I was a writer for um, Saturday Night Live. I mean, they're, they're just throwing this stuff at us. It's just, you don't even have to tweak it too much, I and know. it's a comedy skit. I know. I mean, it that is. is this ridiculous. Even Woody Harrelson went on SNL, and yeah. I don't know if he cut yeah. that. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yes. Yeah, it's like he went off script and just ripped them, and I'm like, yeah, see, that's what I mean. He didn't even have to make a, anything up, and it was comedy. You yes. know, that's... That's one of the surprising things is even the celebrities. Like, have you been paying any attention to Russell Brand? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh. guy. He's been outspoken from yeah. the beginning. But honestly. I always thought he was kind of a goofball. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then I'm watching him on YouTube going, Oh, his stuff's Holy brilliant. Holy this guy, he's like a philosopher. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You know? And I love that. I love when you start learning things about your community mm -hmm. and the world you live in and things that you thought were. Now you're learning really the reality of them. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like a guy who's kind of seen as a clown, the new Arthur. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then here he is, I mean, fighting like crazy, you know, and putting it out there. Yeah. And then you have people like, uh, what's his name? Um, George Clooney. George Clooney literally said in an interview, forget about your freedom. Yeah. Forget about your freedom. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, I won't repeat it, but it was, you know, expletive your freedom right right you know what those guys should not be in america in my opinion no they shouldn't that's it you right. just you just wrote your ticket to sweden there's go. a uh, I, I, there's a lot of um actors and actresses that i refuse to go see in a movie because i'm not going to give them a dime of my money when they have these this mentality yeah you know i have a hard time with that i mean we talk about that at home i i don't watch i don't watch a lot on television, movies, mm -hmm. or anything, because it really does. I find it very upsetting to, yeah. like you said, to be watching somebody that you that would just trample you. Exactly. If okay, they were so in the same room with I, you. I have a line in the sand. I will watch Meryl Streep in anything. I think she's brilliant. <laughs> okay, so. And that's she's a, sad, a leftist, but, but she's never said anything yeah. like, you know, forget your freedom. Right. And to me, that's the line where you can argue yeah. it all you want, and I'll respect that. But when you get to the point of saying the one thing 
that America 100% stands for, that millions of American yeah. soldiers gave their lives and limbs, and and, yeah. and even the people that founded our country gave their their blood and treasure for. Yeah. And you, Mr. Clooney or Mr. Schwarzenegger, are willing to sit there and say, forget your freedom. Yeah. Yeah, forget you. Yeah, you, yeah. you need a ticket out of this country now. Exactly. That that's one of the things that I. It's like a personal thing with me. If 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 the United States of America and what we were founded upon and what we truly believe as a at our core. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about all the left wing weirdos. I'm talking about the core. If that bothers them so much, why are they still here enjoying what they're bashing? Yes, and how many of them have promised? us over the yeah. years that if this or this happens we're out of here and we're like and we are still, still waiting for you to leave yeah <laughs> you know I, what and i know people say this kind of jokingly but i'm <laughs> i'm completely serious i will help you pack yeah i will come and help you pack. we'll take up a collection to get your ticket <laughs> exactly you know, yeah. I, I i don't understand it either but i will say this uh that is one of the beautiful things about our country though yeah. you know is that you can you can be an idiot, I'm just going to put it that way, yep. and you can dance around and make gazillions of dollars and become very famous mm-hmm. and uh, and be adored and still be on the wrong side. And yeah. it's in America, that's the way it is, yeah. you know. And we have to be prepared. That's the other thing. We have to be prepared that our, our side may not win. You know, we may not... You know, there, there's other people. We don't live in a democracy, people. Let's just be clear. We live right. in a representative republic. Mm-hmm. So democracies end in death. Um, that's not what we're about. Right. But if enough people in our country believe a certain way, well, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And we're also a land of laws. So you have to work within the laws. Right. And I will tell you right now, that's the one thing that we have discovered in this journey is that it truly is laws for thee and not yes. for me in yeah. this country. Yeah. Did you know, I don't know, most people don't know this, but did you know <laughs> that when you become a congressman, that your children's, um, your children's college uh, loans, student loans, get erased? Did you know that? I did not know that. Check it out. It's the law. When they go in, because now they're serving the country, all of that debt is forgiven. Uh, so okay. So yeah, check it out. It's I'm true. I'm running for office. There you go. <laughs> I want some free now stuff. Now you wonder why so many people, you know, run for office and and fight like you know crazy to stay in office because there's a lot of perks and a lot of benefits. Yeah. Um, I had heard even the thing with the with the with the vaccines. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the same thing. Who was not forced to take it? Oh yeah, yeah. Were the that congressmen and the yeah? So the people very people, in government. yes, people in government that were pushing it, pushing it on, on us. everybody else mm-hmm. to not only keep us safe, but to make sure. Because remember, you know, we were called murderers. Remember, oh, yeah. if we wouldn't take it, because as well, it's not just about you; it's about keeping everybody else safe. So these same people that are yeah. telling everybody else you need to take the jab to keep everybody safe, they're not taking it themselves. Right. So. It's, yeah, craziness. I do feel bad for the people that really did not have any idea. Right. And really were asleep to what was going on. And, yeah, um, and that I do, I think that there's um, so much of it is fear-driven. 
Right. So I think there are, there are a lot of people, when you're saying, why don't people get activated, I think some people really were believing what they were saying when they were calling us murderers. I think yeah. they were really believing, like, oh, my gosh, if we don't get this under control, we're just our whole population is going to be wiped out. So yeah. I think it was very fear-driven. And, you know, it's crazy. I think about even within our own city, not only was it the pushing of the, the vaccines and the testing and everything, there would just be random curfew. I can remember being right. shopping out one day, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I was about to walk into a store, and they it was 5 o'clock, the store didn't normally close till 9 o'clock. I was about to walk in, and they're shutting everything down. Right. And it was like the middle of the week, and we're like, what are you doing? Why is everything closing? Oh, there's curfew. We just have to shut everything down. It's just, it's come down, you know, from the city, put something out, all of a sudden, boom, 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 yeah. all these doors are closing at 5 o'clock. So if that doesn't kind of shake and rattle people, while all right. these other things are going on, you know, it's just fear-mongering. It is fear-mongering, and, and the, it was so frustrating to me because it's like, okay, people just stop for just a moment yeah. and think about it. Does the virus, like, just show up after 6 o'clock? So yeah. we shut everything down at 5.30 because that'll give us a half an hour to get home before the virus comes out of its lair and attacks everybody. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is ridiculous. You know? Well, you know, one of, there were a couple of things that came out you know, when we were working toward the um, the ordinance, um, information, intel would come to us. And so one of the things that, that we thought astonishing was that Barbara Ferrer, the uh, director of health services, or, oh, or yeah. uh, she's a sociologist. She's a sociologist. A sociologist. At first I thought you said psychopath, but Well, they're almost synonymous in this case. <laughs> but... No, okay, I'm not even going to go there because I, I mean, I would see her picture and I'd be like, wow, holy yeah. camoly, look at what's running this. A Beetlejuice, yeah. Yeah, Beetlejuice. <laughs> you know, the only one that looked more like Beetlejuice right. was what's her name in Chicago. Right, right, you right. Know, who really did look like Beetlejuice. Exactly, I, yeah. You know, you never saw Beetlejuice and her in the same room at exactly. the same time. Exactly. So I'm just going to point that out. No, but, but that a sociologist was in charge of that. Um, that tells you something because right. it's not medical then it's dealing with how we deal as a society and how we can be manipulated yes. by the decisions yeah. that they make right right that's the first thing I'm like wow why is there a sociologist running that um, the other thing uh, I thought Christy Nome said it best when she said uh, COVID did not shut down a single business right right no it did the government did exactly and you have to think about that right and think about the power that they exerted over our lives at that moment you know what i and i i will you know i'll be fair and honest at least in my opinion the first two weeks okay who knows right right right, All right we don't know but at two weeks and you're not seeing the devastation the devastation you're seeing is what was being caused by the government right not by the disease exactly you know, and you got to go. Wait a second, something's not right here. Mm -hmm. And then one of the one of the uh, deputies that were a part of our group came in one day, who's out doing patrol, going to the emergency rooms and everything. And he comes in, and in a very eerie way, he says to me, "Michael, you know what the canary in the coal mine is?" And I go, "I have no idea. What is it?" And he says, you don't see piles of street people dead in the streets. Exactly. I brought that up to so many people, mm -hmm. and they would get mad. I mean, they would, like, manifest, but they could never answer the question. If yep. this thing is so bad, how come all the homeless people aren't dead? Yes. The number one stressed 
least cared for part of our community sharing needles, bodily fluid, they're in a stressful situation, yep. they're not eating well, they're out in the elements and all of that, they're not piling up dead. Right. In fact, the homeless numbers were went growing. Up, they went yeah. up. <laughs> right? So I mean, how does that work? On one hand, it's funny. And yet, on the other hand, it's not funny. So did you hear the report right after everything when they were talking about the number of people who had died on the streets, what they died from, the number one reason, the two top reasons was drug overdose and heart attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Not COVID. Not COVID. Right. So you've got to go, wait a second, you know, um, and we, we as a society, we just walk along with that. Yeah. You know, I remember um, our city council and this, at, at that time, the city manager did a video for the supervisor of our area. Uh, what's her name? Um, I can't think of her name now. Who's our supervisor? Is it Barger? Burger? Yeah, Barger. Burger. I got Barbara, the lady. Anyway, Barger. 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 So they did a video for Barger thanking her for all the work that she had done for our city during that. And they all took their masks off so they could say it. And then they put their masks back on. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. And I'm thinking. Virtue signaling. <sighs> yeah. Right. All I could see was puppets. I yeah. just saw oh, puppet yeah. strings. And thank you for giving us your crumbs. You know. Oh, if I can go into a little tirade here, we we have we have lost the importance and the power of the citizen of being an American citizen. We throw it away like it's yeah. trash. Yeah. You know, we allow people to come into our city, uh, into our country, and stamp all over that. Not against immigrant immigration. I come from immigrants. You know, uh, Irish immigrants. Um, and my point is, is that that. We don't take being an American citizen and the power of being an American citizen uh, that was given to us, I believe, by God and protected right. by our Constitution. Uh, we don't take that seriously anymore, and we don't understand it. And we need to preach that. Right. I you know? agree. We need to let people understand your vote matters. And when exactly. people start stealing votes, when they start manipulating the outcomes of, of uh, elections, and I'm not even going to say it's stolen, which I believe it was, but I'm not even going to go there. I'm just saying when you see the manipulation going you know there's not a single election that hasn't on, on the um, – on the state and federal government levels, there's not been an election. This is astounding. People don't get it that there hasn't been somebody indicted and prosecuted for um, voter fraud. Right. Not one election. Hmm. That tells you something. The Heritage Foundation has a whole. They have it all listed out of wow. all the people who got uh, you know who got indicted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then later uh, found guilty. Um, and people say, oh no, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. And but. But that's throwing away who you are as right. an American citizen. That mm -hmm. is primarily, I mean, in the Bible, Paul, just before he's going to get whipped, says, is it okay for the Romans to whip a Roman? Right. He right, understood right. the importance of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and to me, I sit here and go, you know, I'm an American citizen. I've been overseas. I see what that means. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, people are like, oh, you're an American. They either love you or hate you, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah you know, yeah. most of them love you. Right. Uh, except for if you're in France. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're a little different there. But anyway, my point to all that is, is is that we have to get back to that. We have to get back to being an American citizen mm -hmm. and understanding that what happened in other countries, such as Nazi Germany, right. can absolutely happen here. Yeah. And the same things that happened to cause Nazi Germany are starting to happen yeah. here. Oh. I, and I think yeah. people don't understand if they're not... 
you know, it, it's it's I think a little easier for us to see it being in California or if in New, you're in New York because we see it more extreme. Yeah. And I think other places within the nation, they've had to deal with some of it, but not to the degree we have. Oh, yeah. And that's why I say I think it's important that when you're seeing some freedoms eroded or something not right, you got to jump in and get involved. Yeah, because right away. Otherwise, right you away. do end up with a California or a New York, and you may think you're safe now, but I always just say it's coming to a town near you yeah. very soon. Oh, yeah. We're like the test grounds. you got California, you got New York. The government can, it's, it's like we're guinea pigs. How far can we push the people? What can we do? How much will they tolerate? Mm-hmm. Well, if we're tolerating it here, it just starts seeping throughout the rest right. of the nation. It's like we have been so heavily infiltrated here. So if you're listening to this you know, podcast and you're some in you know some place in the Midwest or some place where you think well it's just we're not dealing with with government the same way you know take a look and make sure that maybe you're not you haven't been infiltrated to the degree we have but is there infiltration that already has happened and is happen happening and if so you need to get a grip on that now. I will, I will yeah. go as far as to say this because we have a federal government that's made up of people from each one of the states. Yes. Your state is already infiltrated. It is. Yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, because those guys, Washington, D.C., is what it is. It's a swamp. Yeah. And people go there with the right intentions, and they get eaten alive. Mm-hmm. And, there's the, and, and, and part of that is because they don't have the support at home. Right. We send them up there, and then that's, oh, hey, you go do it. Right. But, right, no, right. that's not the way America works. America works because people get involved. Right. And we've seen that in our own city that that a small group of people can run everything. Did you know yeah. most people don't know this, but Russia became communist by seven percent of the population. Only just 7%. by seven percent. Right. China, when it started moving in that direction, it went from six percent to ten percent of the nation that started moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. So really ten percent. Of, of that entire country was what made it go the way it went. Right. And on one of your podcasts, I'm going to use your your numbers. How many people did you say have died from 105 that? 105 million people in less than 100 years, about 75 years or so. 105 million people. Yeah. That is staggering. Mm-hmm. You know, and all you got to do is go on Google and start looking at some of the films of that oh yeah and it is astonishing when you start realizing that those people were the government that was doing that yeah and you have people now that won't allow capital punishment for example Mm. you know no 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 the government can't take life but yet it does take life politically speaking in the millions right oh yeah yeah. oh yeah, yeah I, I dare say uh, government has killed more people than COVID, clearly. Yeah. Oh. We could we can spend 10 podcast episodes just talking well, about that. Well, we have 50 hours, you said. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, let's see, we have 49 something. <laughs> That's how, my, how many hours my little SD card will hold. <laughs> we'll be here until next week, still ranting and raving. I'll have a four-day-old beard and yeah. coffee yeah. breath. We'll just be yelling. Lots of Uber yeah. Eats. You yeah. know what? If I can say something, if people, you know, just feel like, oh, I just can't jump in and get involved. And, you know, again, we keep saying it's really important for people to get involved. Correct. So I would suggest and I would encourage anybody, if they're feeling like something is just not right, whether it be 
you know, having to do with your medical freedom, with if you've got children in school, oh my goodness, that's a whole nother oh, yeah. podcast. Um, but I would just say start out even a little bit, you know, just even decide. I mean, what is what is your freedom worth? What is your child's future worth? Right. Is it worth, you know, maybe you put in 40, 50 hours a week to work and to, you know, have a home and to have, you know, food on the table or go, you know, take vacations or whatever it is that you, you know, you spend your money on. You put that much time into something like that. Is it worth, you know, maybe could you even just put in a couple hours a week? Could you say, hey, you know, every week right. I'm going to just put in two hours toward whatever this other cause mm-hmm. is, right. you know? So over the course of a, of a month, maybe you're only putting in eight or 10 hours. That is nothing. But I think we just, as Americans, we are so, we do have so much and we've gotten so used to that. We've kind right. of, like the saying goes, we've gotten fat and lazy. Yep. You know, we're, we're used to a certain lifestyle and we would prefer to keep working to make money to support that lifestyle than say, okay, where can I cut back a little bit? Uh, whether whether it be on you know things we buy because you know maybe maybe we need to not worry about having keeping up with the Joneses or maybe it's even cut back on how much time do we just have to do pleasurable things right on any given weekend you know I think that it's important to 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 look at that and go hey you know is your child's future is your fu- future worth just even a couple hours a week right. to put into some some up something else worthwhile and we're we're still at the stage where we can really get a lot done to change things yes by just spending a couple hours a week yes whereas you look at our founding fathers they were past that and they had to pick up rifles and shoot people yes and i dare say i think especially on the coasts california new york i almost feel like we are kind of past that i think obviously there's a number of people that are standing up and putting in way more i know we've put in a lot of time i know you've put in a lot of time to this there are a lot of people who are literally on a a weekly basis putting it's Mm -hmm. it's like a part-time job basically doing these things but you know again the more people are involved doing the heavy lifting it isn't going to require as much from everybody it's it, it is requiring right. because there's so few standing up and that like you said the deeper we get into something the more difficult and it is going to be hard uh, to undo I, I, I want to add something to that too I, I i don't see it as bleak i i do believe yeah. that we can change things Absolutely. i believe in the power of god and i believe god has a plan for our country um, two things. One, you mentioned that we were on Flashpoint, and Flashpoint went to 19 different nations, and we got an email from this lady named Dale in Sydney, Australia. Oh, wow. And she said, uh, and we got several emails from people around the world, and hers was the one that hit us the most because she praised the work that we were doing and said, um, if America loses its freedom and goes down, we all go down. Right, right. And that's, I believe that, right. you know. I, I believe that if we don't if we don't fight, we're not just going to lose America. We lose the world. Yeah. And I think, if you think 105 million people over how many years, 100 years, 75 years 75, is, a, is a lot, I can't imagine what those numbers will be right. uh, if there's not, uh, you know, that, that uh, firewall, if you will. And here's the other thing I'd like to say. Sitting on your keyboard at home, fighting with people on Facebook or next door doesn't count. Right. It doesn't count. It's not the fight. Um, th- that's just blowing off steam. You're not moving the needle one iota. You're simply not. Unless you're actually giving out real information that you're right. getting, that you're spreading real information. But if you're just arguing 
it does nothing. Right. You need to get involved locally with mm -hmm. a group of people who are motivated, who are literally doing the legislative work to change the laws in their community. Right. When we when we first started PFC in the movement to fight against the uh, vaccines, that we we understood you got to have a law. Yeah, we're land of laws, so let's go get a law. You know, right. and we didn't know how to do that. We had no idea. But um, in this group of people, rather than just sitting there pounding away in the evenings being mad, we would come over to Butler's. We'd have some coffee. There's your plug. And, you know, and <laughs> great we, coffee, by the way. It's great coffee, really good. The Melted <laughs> Snowman is excellent. And um, we would come together and we would, start, we would start connecting the dots with one another that you can't do when you're sitting on a computer late at night, exactly. you know, or whenever. This is a time where you sit and you really see where people are coming from. You see the fear or the joy or whatever in their face, you know. And there's a connection that happens. Right. And there's power in that. Yeah. You won't get that just being a keyboard warrior. Right. So right. I just want to say to people that are listening uh, who are probably sitting at their keyboard right now <laughs> yeah, saying, what's he saying? Yeah. Um, I, I would encourage you, get out of your house, you yeah. know. We have been constricted into the church, we call it the four walls, right? We've been shoved into these walls now, and it's time to get outside of those walls. The church, the citizen. I remember one night, Carol and I were walking down the road, and we were just out for a walk, and I'm looking in the windows of people's, no, I'm not a stalker, but um, <laughs> I noticed the gray screens. Mm -hmm. And all I could think of was there's millions of people in boxes talking to each other on boxes, that are boxed in, mm -hmm. that are desperately trying to get make, out of that box, right. yeah. you know? And it, it's, you know, it's very simple. Find where people are doing things and go join them, Right. you know? There's such encouragement in that too, because that's Huge. true. When you are on your computer by yourself, you're getting frustrated, you know, on social media, and I'm not against social media, because I think that is a great place to get a Absolutely. lot of, to get right. a lot of information out. But um, but when we are coming together, we can encourage one another. You know, we yeah. can encourage one you Like you said, you can see the smile on someone's face. You can see the hurt mm -hmm. on someone's face. With PFC, it is interesting because it really, when we come together, it really is like a family. Right. And I yeah. know people say that all the time, but it truly does feel like a family because we have made those connections. We've been there for one another. When, when people have been in places where they've been really struggling, we've been there to, to share the victories when, when we're seeing our members have victories. And just that, that connection is so important. That really is so yeah. important, that right. human connection. You know, I've, somebody told us, and I thought this was really interesting, when COVID hit and they said, stay six feet apart. Right. So supposedly there's like a magnetic, like our own, like I, I think he said a yeah. magnetic field that around us right, right. that is literally a six foot, yeah. it's a six foot distance. So when they're saying stay apart, it's basically keeping you from from literally connecting with somebody yeah. else's yeah, yeah. yeah the magnetic field somebody else so i think okay a lot of these things were not just random weird mm -mm. you know we're gonna we're gonna keep the disease away it is really breaking it was to break the connections yeah, yeah the yeah. human connection between absolutely people. absolutely and, and to me again it all comes back down to control and yeah it, part of it was a social experiment how far yeah. could they go yes but with the ultimate goal of controlling the people. Mm -hmm. That's why we know this is not over. Remember, they tried monkeypox. Mm -hmm. I think people were just too burnt out to buy into it. Yeah. But when they lose that, if you will, burnout, they'll throw something else out there. 
It'll be back to masks, six feet, don't go here, don't go there, shut this down. Because it worked. I, I just want to say this. So anybody who's listening, how many times do the experts have to be wrong before you stop paying attention to them? Bingo. Bingo. And here's the, thing, here's the other side of that, too. How many times does a certain person or group, such as PFC, have to be right before you start listening? Yes. Yeah, isn't it terrible just being at the beginning of all this, being called like morons, uh -huh. COVID idiots, murderers, all this stuff. And now mm -hmm. we're talking to people that just slowly are going, and yeah, now there's so much coming out about these. And it was like, well, yeah. we were actually trying to get that out. Calling it two years ago, yes. a year ago. And we were just so slammed and made uh -huh. fun of, you right. know. But because we weren't experts. Yes. I don't have a doctor, and yet I can read a report. Well, oh, isn't it interesting? It's okay if you are not a doctor, but right. if our if our health the one woman who leads our health department isn't a doctor, somehow that doesn't matter. Right, right. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. She doesn't have to be a doctor, right. but you do need to be a doctor if you're yeah. going to have an opinion. E uh, even uh, though I can read the same report and yes. come up with you know yeah. I can look at the same numbers. <laughs> yes. I lost I lost really good friends. You know, uh, I, I got in an argument with this one guy uh, at the beginning, and we were very very good friends in college and. He was one of the nicest guys I ever ever met. Mm -hmm. Seriously, really, really nice man. And we started talking about uh, COVID, and and I was going on to science that I had read. I can read. Right. Uh, you know, I did go to school when schools actually taught you to read. Right, right. So right. I remember uh, those days. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and they taught you how to write. So I can form an argument. I can read a sentence. And I'm reading these sentences that were saying the people who were dying were dying because of comorbidity. Right, right. Right. And that made sense to me. We all understand that if you have something already going wrong, you're already compromised. Right. When something, no matter how small it is, like just the flu, yeah. will kill you. Right. We already knew that. Yeah. You know, so when I'm, and I said this to this guy, I said, the people that are dying are dying. They're dying because they're they have comorbidities. Yeah. And his response back was, "Well, when did you get your medical degree?" <laughs> and oh, my respect, my response back to him was, "When did you get your lobotomy?" Right, 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 right. Because you're not thinking, and that exactly. ended our friendship. Yeah. He didn't like that so, comment. So you're gonna love this. Just recently, I don't remember what we were listening to. It was something of you know, it was a podcast or something that we were listening to, and. I thought, oh goodness, here we go. So when COVID hit, we were pointing out what the heck happened to all of the flu. What happened to flu? Yeah, for flu two disappeared. Years? For two years, there was no flu anymore. And so we're going, hey, come on, folks. Like, we need to look at the numbers. All these people are getting COVID and supposedly dying from COVID, but we have no nothing right. from flu. And in fact, Michael had been speaking to uh, one of our neighbors and was talking about the whole thing idea that flu actually did take people's lives yeah. you know yeah. same thing people with comorbidities right. be very careful if they would catch any kind of flu or anything because that could take their lives so we're like no that that's a reality that would happen but suddenly there were no flu deaths so we're listening it was just like yesterday or the day before and this gentleman goes on about how now we're going to have to be really careful because yes we have done a really good job of getting control of covid and now that we have that under control but 
we are going to start seeing the numbers of flu going back up. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, listen to what you're saying. Right, right, right. There's COVID and no flu, and suddenly, oh, you know, now flu's coming back, but there's no COVID. Right. <laughs> Could they possibly be one in the same? I don't know. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. I remember those reports how cancer was down heart disease yes. was down flu was completely gone, gone. and all of these other deadly diseases were None. like almost non-existent but covid was super high killing millions yeah and and when you just <laughs> yes. look at just number for number from year to year and year we didn't really change there were no there were no more deaths exactly in total it was the same amount of people dying but suddenly right. they were only dying from covid no cancer no flu no right. nothing so now i'm just letting you know since we do have COVID under control. Oh no. We, we won't be seeing those, yeah. but we will see everything else and probably flu because you know that that obviously requires a, a jab every year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it just blows my mind. It's and, crazy. and what again? Uh, and you asked the question, and and uh, you know, how many times are you going to be lied to? Know that these people are lying to you, and they're wrong over and over and over. Fauci alone says, "Wear a mask." Oh, and then masks don't even work. Don't bother. Oh, then wear a mask again. Oh, now put two, two on. on. Yeah. And people were just following along like like little sheep. Yeah. And well, yeah, that's exactly what was going on. And you know. I, I don't mean I don't want to make light of people who lost family members that you know during COVID. COVID is a real thing. Right. It's an illness, no doubt. Yeah. But you know, um, I run a forensic engineering firm. I've been around forensic engineers now for about ten years. They're very smart people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we use in our industry uh, with storms and stuff are models. You know, you look at the models and you go, okay, this is the impact, this is what could happen, this is the amount of work we think is going to hit from that. And and so we go to different uh, groups that produce these models. Well, the groups that produce models that, that were wrong, we don't mm -hmm. go back to them. Right. We're like, oh, you're so wrong. We're yeah. going to go over here to this group that got it right. Yeah. It's because we want it to be right. Right. And, there's something people blindly trust their government, mm -hmm. and they need to stop doing that. We just recently at, um, it's going to sound like this doesn't connect, but it does, because this is the mentality of our world right now, and this is what we're really dealing with. And if you don't think it's true, talk to somebody in the military, talk to the government or whatever. The bottom line is they're going to do what their bosses tell them to do. Right. So we were we were out at the um, city council a few uh, probably about a month or two ago, and uh, we were we were there fighting against um, the the new city manager that they were going to hire that we were against, and um, when we arrived we were met by barriers. They <laughs> yeah, had yeah. barriers outside now these strap that, yeah. barriers that they never had before. And um, the people that were guarding the safety people, they all knew us because we had been down there. Right. They knew that we were totally harmless, that, yeah, we get loud, we blow whistles, we make noise because we want them to know that we're here because they ignore us otherwise. So we made we, we would make noise, but we were never, ever, ever violent. Right. We've never done anything yeah, never. violent. So um, anyway, but we have had violent acts right. against us. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they have these barriers out there, and then they had barriers in the hall, and then they were making us go through wanding for metal detection and all that. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, it was just ridiculous. It was a waste of resources, yeah. big time. But I'm standing on the line, and on the other side was a gentleman that I've met, and we've talked, and we would share pictures of our kids, and, and he was a public safety officer, you know, in the vest and all the radios and everything. And I really like him, and I still like him a lot. And as we're standing there, he looks at me, and he says, uh, you know, I feel so bad about this. I feel bad. These, these things are here. And I right. said, but you know what, bro? You're still standing on that side. You're still standing over mm -hmm. there. And he didn't, he couldn't answer that. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. just tells you something right there, you know. Right. They know, they know right. that PFC is not violent. Right. You right. know, even the, the Palmdale Sheriff, uh, uh, the guy who runs our, our department here, he knows us. Right. And he, he will, whenever they, they say that, that Palm, the Freedom Coalition is going to be violent, he writes out an email and says, no, they're not. Right. He right. knows who we are. We're just regular folk, you know. Right. But our opposition, whom I will just say they make a lot of money from the city, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, either by direct check or they're employed or they have some business dealings right. with the city. Right, right, um, They've made us out to be things that we aren't. Right. You know, and, and the government, the people that are supposed to know better, mm -hmm. buy into it. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. I hear one more time, out of abundance of caution, I'm going to drive a bulldozer into that. Because you sit here and go, out of abundance of caution, we were taking our US, our US, uh, UPS packages and putting ammonia on them. Remember when they said uh -huh. the, 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 um, the medical guy, the uh, Surgeon General, Oh, yeah, you need to make sure that you wipe everything down before it comes in your house oh, yeah, or yeah, let yeah. it sit outside. This is when I was going, wait a second. You're going to let it sit outside for a few hours in the sunlight so it kills all the germs. So but why yet, does that work for us? We can't go outside <laughs> right, and right. get sunlight to kill the germs on us. Yeah. Uh, it it's just, absurd. It is absurd. And we have to start seeing that. Do you remember yeah. the you remember the old story, the king with no clothes? Uh -huh. I felt like that's what we were living. Do you see they're right. naked, exactly. you guys? Exactly, exactly. Don't you get it? Showing off the new duds, but they're naked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Empty. And 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 then one other thing on that, just to be fair, I have a friend who's who's very uh, left, progressive actually. I'll use that word. And he and I, we would talk a lot. We would send emails back and forth. And you know what? What what I really came what I really came to understand, honestly, and to be completely fair, you know what? I told him. You know what? I understand you don't want people to die and suffer, neither do we. We don't want people to die and suffer at all. Right, right. right. But you just have a different way of dealing with it than mm -hmm. we do. And I think that your way causes more death and oh, suffering. Yeah. You know, so that's what we're fighting. It's mm -hmm. not you. We're fighting against your policy. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to get politically involved. We oh, have yeah. to get involved in our community. Politics are a real tangible thing. We, we tend to think in the, in the ethereal, oh, politics is something that happens in Washington, D.C. Right, or happens right, right. there. Mm -mm. No, it doesn't. It happens in Butler's. Yeah. It happens over mm -hmm. at these other restaurants. It happens in the manicure place. Yeah. Where there are two people talking, politics are going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything you know? is, is about politics on some level. Absolutely. Everything. And uh, it, and it, 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 it amazes me because even still today, I'm still hearing of, and I, I don't mean just reading an article, I've read the articles, 
but of real world people that are still suffering emotionally and mentally because they were locked away so much yep. and it messed them up. And uh, we told everybody, I remember we were shouting it from the rooftops practically that if you shut people away, especially young people, they're going to have a hard time to socialize later. And suicide is going to go up. We, we called it before. And it did. And it did. Mm -hmm. But even before it, the, the, the numbers came out, we were saying this is going to happen because we just, it's, we know human behavior. I've been, I've been a pastor for, well, a long time, 38 years. <laughs> I had to think about it for a minute, uh, as long as I've been married. So what, so, you started when you were like 15? It feels like it. <laughs> I, to one degree or another, my wife and I have been uh, in ministry before we were actually married. We got married in the church, and, but as far as head pastor since 2000, you know, uh, um, we did everything else before that. So we know human behavior. I know what happens to the person when you lock them away from, from uh, their, basically what gives them their existence and identity. They, they, they fall into depression. They, they, they have suicidal thoughts. Because young people have that even when they're hanging out with a bunch of kids, mm -hmm. they're people their own age and having a good time and they're still dealing with this. Mm -hmm. Now tuck them away where they're, they're not around friends and family and such. It is not good it, for man to be alone. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, the Bible even tells yes. us that, doesn't yes. it? Yes. And, and so suicide goes up. People that, uh, um, drug addiction went up. Yep. Yes. Alcoholism went up. Why? Because all these people that may have even been clean, they're just tucked away. They're getting depressed. Where do they go to? What they know. Domestic violence. Domestic violence w shot yes. off the charts. Mm -hmm. And we're still dealing with that today. As a matter of fact, uh, um, I don't think I have liberty to give any names, but so I'll be very vague. But we know somebody whose sibling, we also know, came in here. My wife asked, how's your sibling? Oh, not good ever since COVID. Mm -hmm. Now this was somebody bright, brilliant, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. full of life, and is still today emotionally, mentally damaged because of all the lockdowns and all the fear and all of that that mm -hmm. pushed them away. And they're still dealing with it. So I'm going to sound like a conspiratorialist, mm -hmm. which Please. my wife has made me become. All right. We welcome uh, them here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? The conspiracy to me is this, is think about it. Um, where COVID has really impacted the most are in the inner cities, mm -hmm. where there's a great group of people, Manhattan, right. Los Angeles, right? Yeah where there's a great group of people that can't get out. Right. They're stuck there. Mm -hmm. And now yeah. they're afraid of one another. They're being told to step away from one another. Um, they're being uh, overly controlled. Right. So now you have alcoholism, drug addiction, mm -hmm. you know, going off the charts. And now all of a sudden we have rampant fentanyl coming into our country. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So put it together, you know, mm -hmm. and who's the people who are controlling the borders? Come on, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, there's, and who's, who just today, and I'm just going to call it the way I see it, uh, the Biden family, which I think is a crime syndicate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're making millions and millions of dollars off of trafficking in fentanyl. Right. And there's no question about that. Right. None. All you got to do is look at what's happening with the border and what's coming across our border right. and what's happening to those people who are trying to come into America. You know, mm -hmm. they're standing at the border and they're saying, thank you, President Biden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not yeah. saying thank you to any of the senators. or anything. They're right. saying thank you, President. They mm -hmm. get it. Oh, yeah. It, you know what's odd? The people on the other side of our border understand the policies more than the people oh, on yeah. our side of the border, mm -hmm. you know, or yeah. so it would seem. But think about it. You, you create this crazy 
pressure, and, and I, I truly believe this, um, the pressure that was put on in the inner cities, I think has caused a level of desperation that's yeah. unreal. So I think the level of crime, and think about this, you sit there and say, oh, well, hey, we're gonna make it to where um, it's, uh, you know, you have to s steal $1,000 of merchandise <laughs> to get arrested. Right. Well, now put it together, you guys, think about this for a second. You, you, you take away people's means to make money, mm -hmm. so now their bank accounts are lowered. They're not able to give their kids the mm -hmm. things that they wanted to give them. They're already in a tough situation because they're living in the inner cities and all. And then you say, hey, if you go and you steal the, you know, if you go and break into the store, nothing's going to happen. Why right. do you think it's going to happen? They're Which we're have, seeing exactly. here. I can't oh. tell you how many times yes. I've walked out of a couple of the stores here and literally seen people with carts just yeah. walking out just with carts. Out. We have literally followed them, snapshotted their, you know, license mm -hmm. plate. But, I mean, it's crazy. And this has happened literally. There was a, a couple of weeks where it was one incident each week. I was mm -hmm. like, this is craziness. Yeah. In Palmdale. It's just lawlessness yeah. and and I think about it, it does like you said Rob come down to control what what population is easier to control one that is strong and independent and self-sufficient each person is taking responsibility mm -hmm. for themselves or a population where everybody has been divided weakened they're right. drug addicted they're desperate um, you know yeah let's and control and by control. the way isn't controlling you for your best outcome. No. Right, right, Control right. is getting you into situations where you become desperate, you mm -hmm. do things that cause right. psychological, emotional, and spiritual damage to you. That now, now imagine some, you see these kids running into these, uh, you know, stores smashing and grabbing and stealing. And the majority of them that you see are young people, right? Right, right, right. They're going to be dealing with that now when they get older mm -hmm. and they start understanding what it means to be an adult, and they're going to go, man, I did that. Right. I mean, I'm, in, I'm raising my hand saying I'm a person that I did things in my past that if I would have known better and wasn't in those situations, I wouldn't regret today. Right. You know, and I think about that. I think about these folks, man, that are going in, breaking the law, stealing mm -hmm. from these people. And I do believe it's out of a sense of desperation and license, which is controlled yeah. by the government. If the government said, I'm going to take it to an extreme because I believe you have to take things to an extreme to understand it. But if the government said, you'll be shot coming out of there, nobody would go and do it. Right, right. Right? But on the other hand, if you say, hey, uh, we're not going to do anything unless you steal this amount. Right. Um, then people are going to go do it. That's yeah. human nature. Well, yeah. and it's crazy, too, because basically you have government causing, creating the problem. And then when things are seriously desperate and people are just at their wits ends, they have no means. Who comes in as savior is <laughs> the government. But we can supply right. you with some money. We can supply you so. with all these things. So create the problem and then have the solution. Yeah. You already, so, they already have the solution, so now they're creating the problem. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the people that threw the rocks through the Jewish store windows mm -hmm. were the same people who were saying, let's get you on train so we can protect you. Mm -hmm. right. That's how they did it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? we got to move you out of your stores here right, because right, right. there's these crazy people over there. They're coming to get you. Right. So let's just take you over to here to this place mm -hmm. and take care of you. And it was the same people doing both. Yeah. And we know that's a strategy of the left. We've it's read, for your safety. It's for your yeah. safety. And if you read uh, was Sal Alinsky's uh, radical, uh, Rules for Radicals, that's one of the things that they say to do. Right. You know what? If you're listening to this and you haven't read it, read it. 
Salolinsky's rules for radicals because it's the game plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how you see the football coach and he's got the X's and the O's? Right. That's the game plan. Basically you can is, yeah. read and go, wow. Right. Uh, get the churches issue oriented, get their eyes off of God and get their eyes on issues. Right. Wow. Are we seeing that today? And, and people, if you have a problem with this, no, that doesn't really happen. I remember. Now it goes back uh, just maybe two or three years, but when they were burning down, like BLM and, and Antifa was burning down and doing all these uh, uh, riots and stuff. Well, the night before, they would send out, and it, this wasn't Antifa doing it. This was unknown people who had to be working with the government to even get this done, but they would put pallets of rocks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bricks. Bricks yes. and rocks, yeah. Yes. They, they, and we saw pictures of them. It's like, why would, how can they do that without the government knowing about it, the local government at least? At least. You know, and 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 everybody, has, it's a hands-off. I don't know about you, but if in my city, if I'm a city official, and in my city I started seeing pallets of rocks and I'm getting catching wind that there's going to be a, a, a protest Yes. I'd have every cop in the city and I'd be hiring them from other cities and I'd have everybody down there first getting rid of those rocks. And going, who brought these yeah. pallets of rocks exactly. and bricks here? Did we ever figure out who did that? No. Why? Because there was people that were at least part of it from the government okaying this for what? So that they can get their agenda pushed and that's really again it's all about control you know it's crazy that's not even a conspiracy (laughs) you know it's crazy think about this you know we we put so much of our lives in the hands of our government right oh they know better they know what they're Mm -hmm. doing so the rocks thing that you're talking about there's two things one is i think it's in it's either france or i'm pretty sure it's in france but there's a town that has the old roman paving stones you know um, they go in and remove those whenever there's uh, social disrest mm. because um, they the people would pull them up and throw them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the government knows to do that. Well, here we are in Palmdale. <laughs> I'm just going to point this out. The other day I'm driving down the road and there's uh, obviously somebody mentally ill, uh, looked like a homeless individual, taking the rocks, that these big rocks mm-hmm, that have mm-hmm. been now placed in our medians between the mall and the houses on the other side, right. throwing those rocks at cars as they drive mm. by. Yeah. I'm thinking, um, who in their right mind are going to put projectiles in the middle of the street exactly. for people to use? Right. Especially at a time like this. Hello? Especially at a time like this. I mean, come on. And we're it, supposed it, to trust them? Yeah. It's, uh, you might as well just put up a sign, pick up rock, throw <laughs> yeah. at car, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm, like, my son and I were driving down the road, and this guy's chucking rocks, and we're mm-hmm. seeing cars go all over. And I'm thinking, this is America. Yeah. This is what's happening, and this is on our local level. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. And, 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 you know, I called the sheriff's department and said, hey, they're saying, oh, yeah, we already got $100. Or people are on our yeah, way. yeah. You know? If they didn't put those rocks there, if they just put sand, right. yeah, it would not be an issue. Nobody would be throwing. There wouldn't be anything right. to be thrown. Right, exactly. And, you know, and maybe and kick up some dust. Yeah, kick know. up some dust. <laughs> pull a weed, throw it yeah. at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> they would be doing us a favor yeah. at that point. City official, hey, we'd be like, hey, I'll, I'll give you a dollar for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's laughs> saved right. us a bunch that's of money. That's right. That's right. It's crazy. Yeah. But we, 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 we as American citizens who build the country, right. you know, um, and, and I'm going to say this about our city council. I don't think we have a very good city council. I think our city is not run well at all. 
right now. I don't. I think everything that they do is politically oriented. It's not for the people. It's not. And some of the decisions and stuff that they've done, but I was thinking about this the other day. What have any of, only one person on the city council actually has run a business. Only one. Unless you count Richard Loa, who actually is an attorney. So, um, okay. He's, but the rest of them, no, not so much, Hmm. you know? So what, I want to know what have they done that while they've been on the city council or to get into the city council, that makes them qualified to right, do that. Right, right. Now, I and I will say even afterward, because not everybody's going to be qualified to go and run, but you elect people to go in and learn. Right, right. And right. then figure it out. Right. Okay. And go, oh, okay, here you go. I, I think this. Or you go to the people that elected you. When was the last time you heard from your representative? Right, right, exactly. I call my representative. I'm going to call him out right now, Richard Loa. He told me, you call me, I'll answer. Yeah. You you text me, you answer. And we were having lunch with him, and I said, you know, I text you, and you never, and he goes, yes, I do. And I said, do you want me to open my phone up right now and show wow. you? And he goes, no, that's not necessary. Wow. Because he knew he didn't. Right. You right, know? Right. So, and, and I'm not, I don't mean to just put him down. I'm saying this is a level of government we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, to be fair, we deserve it. Yeah. Because we don't vet. Right. We look at a pretty picture of a guy or a woman on a poster. We like their last name. Right. And we vote for that. Yeah. How many times have, how many times do people actually look, like you said, vet the people before they go to vote? Well, first of all, how many people don't even vote? Yeah. Which is an atrocity. Yeah, that's an atrocity. But even the people that vote, a lot of times they only pick out the very, very, very basic, oh, the mayor or the governor or whatever. They don't bother yeah. even with the other you know, right, because right, that right. takes what? That takes too much time and too much work. Yeah. And, you know, so how many people do vet? How many people vet before they go and vote? Most people don't. Oh, it's so sad. When I talk to people, you know, like, what? why do you vote the way you do? Most, most of them will say, well, you know, my mom always voted Democrat, so I vote Democrat. Yep. Or, you know, we just come from a Republican family, so I just vote Republican. So you don't even understand what their policies are, yeah. what, they're, what they're about, anything. No, you know, and then they, it falls back on, well, you know, nothing really changes. With that attitude, it's not going exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> you're, not, you're not doing your research or you're, you're mm-hmm. just voting because grandma voted that way. Or, or I, I love the ones where people, and I've actually had people tell me this. You know, they vote based upon often last name yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. or the color of skin yep. Yep. because, oh, that's my people. I'm yep. voting for that. Well, what does your people even stand for? We see this right now yes. where so many people came to uh, certain ones in our uh, city council. Was it uh, like Rhonda Perez and, and uh, what was the other one? Alarcon. Alarcon. Mm-hmm. And, and at least one of them was a crook. Alarcon absolutely is. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. And people were standing that, that I know some of these people, Christians, work in the church, work in the community, and they were standing up in support of this woman. Like, you must not understand what this person has done and the level of corruption that she's been engaged in. Oh, everybody makes mistakes. Oh, Jesus forgives. Yes, he does. Yes, but he we does, don't always... but you don't put him in that position. Exactly, until you know yes. that they are fully repentant. I don't mean just say, I'm sorry. Right. I'm talking about make up for the wrong that they have done. And we haven't seen any of that. God removes Saul. Yeah, exactly. Right? So we, we it, it astonishes me when, like, so we, we have a new city manager, Rhonda Perez. Rhonda Perez uh, left Lancaster as the city 
uh, as the assistant city manager on bad terms. Those are from her own mouth. Right, right, okay? right. Now, they tried to spin that like, well, she left because she was mad at them. Well, we know for a fact, and I won't go into the details because it's not selling at this point, but um, she left because she had to leave. Mm-hmm. So she gets hired by our city as <laughs> a, as a assistant city manager. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? Why did that happen right, in the first place? Right, right, right. Then we lose our city manager, and she becomes the interim city manager. And we went to the city and said, we want a national search. Right. We're tired of you guys hiring people that should not be in this position, right. right? So the night came for the vote, and we went in and argued it. On our side, we argued her qualifications uh, the contract that they were uh, offering her, mm-hmm. which in three years was over a million dollars, um, you know, uh, and, and we would bring up, she, she left this other job. What industry do you take somebody who left their position in bad terms and hire them now in, your, in, in the same position right. or give them a promotion into your business. Nobody right. does that, right. Right. So, except for if you're the Palmdale City Council. So they didn't have the stomach for a national search, which they promised us that they yeah. would do. Yeah. So we're sitting here arguing, one, she's not qualified. She doesn't have the qualifications, and we were asking them, you tell us her qualifications. Not one did they ever say. Uh, Alarcon lifted up a bunch of papers and said, well, she's done a lot of good things. She didn't say what they were. She just <laughs> showed right, us a right, bunch right. of papers and said she did a good thing. Yeah. I will tell you this. With the Christmas event, she spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. We offered it for free. Right. So that was not a good thing. When we brought that up, people were kind of like, what? Right. Oh, to be clear, we didn't offer the whole thing for free. Yeah. But we did have lights and things that we offered the city and they never got back to us and I literally offered it a number of times yeah. so so let me just ask you that it cost the city hundreds of thousands well, we, of dollars how much we don't know this we don't know this we don't know the total okay. amount but it cost them something it could, did could what you they, have done it for cheaper yes oh, okay that's all a lot less a lot less and we would involve the community it would have been kumbaya yeah as opposed to now we're separating and that's what our government does that's mm-hmm. what our city mm-hmm. council does mm-hmm. they cause division yeah. in the community they empower those who they want to empower by giving them money which i believe that they did illegally it goes against the constitution of the united states uh, i mean of this of the state article 16 um section 3 says you can't do it right. they even re- we even provided them with papers showing the argument that you could no crickets right. they don't care yeah. And so they're giving all these people money um, that don't that that shouldn't get that money. Right. Because it's taxpayer money. It's illegal. Exactly. So when we bring those yeah. things up, they don't pay attention. And we're sitting there saying about Rhonda Perez, hey, look, she should not be. You 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 need to go find somebody who can do the job. Right. 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 And their response was, well, we don't have the stomach for it. She's been the interim for nine months. We might as well just go ahead and let her do the job. She's doing a good job. So doing a good job to us means then that we were getting emails from staff saying that she's uh, terrible to work with. She's a dictator. Her policies are not strong for the city. Um, They put people on administrative leave who disagree with them. Mm. um, And they don't give them reasons. We know some of those folks. caused numerous lawsuits where now I think now that they settled one of them uh, we're back to eight lawsuits wow. it's going to cost our city millions of dollars right. and and it's not being 
It's not being vetted. None of this is being vetted. Right. right, right. Uh, they're just going, okay, because they're friends. Yeah. They're friends with one another, you know. Mm. We just found this out. This will, this will blow your mind. So J.J. Murphy, he, um, he sues our city for wrongful termination, I think right. is what it was. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was that. He didn't think he should be fired. So he, um, he sues a city, and he's, um, he's uh, being, uh, his, his counsel were a couple of people, Shankman and this guy named William Curley. Mm -hmm. So they go ahead and they settle the lawsuit at $2.3 million of taxpayer money is now going to go to J.J. Murphy. Right. And then they hired one of the lawyers who was suing us they hired him to be our interim city attorney. Unbelievable. Figure that one out. Unbelievable. Figure that one out. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the conflicts of interest, yeah. the, you know, I don't know if it's the right word, but the collusion, the things that they're doing together, you're thinking, are they doing that for us? No, they're certainly not doing it for us. They're not doing it for the no. citizens, so who are they doing it for? All no. I know is that we did offer to help on things, like I said, yes, like we did. on the Christmas stuff, the Christmas lighting, going, we've got stuff. Do you guys know we have stuff? We're willing to just either help you and put some of the stuff up or give it for free. It's just sitting in our storage. You know, right. you can have that crickets didn't hear anything you know we offered we wanted Palm, uh, palmdale freedom coalition wanted to really get involved and volunteer to to help and if it wasn't for that matter they do um uh like uh, what do you call volunteer days so many times mm -hmm. a year please let us know how we can help how we can volunteer crickets, crickets. Mm -hmm. it's like no they don't want the city involvement well we were told literally that they didn't want people from pfc to be involved and that came from city management wow you know, so they're not for all the people. They're only for the people that that uh, agree with them. Uh, and I, and I'll show you this. This this will make you go. How is this even possible, right? So you know, Measure AB money is going out. Right. One of the groups that they were considering giving money to was uh, the uh, Dolores Huerta Foundation. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know much about their work. Uh, that's kind of beside the point. But. Um, they were being offered money, and Juan Creo at the time was, yes, we got to give them money. And um, I said, well, did you vet them? Did you vet any of these guys? And they said, well, yeah, we got their applications. I said, but did you look on right. their websites or whatever? No. Nope. So I pulled up their website, uh, and I started looking through different things, and I saw this uh, cancel the contract, mm. which is removing the sheriffs from the schools, right? Right, right, right. Here in, in the AV, and there's a group called Console, Cancel the Contract AV. Right. So um, I pulled it up and started looking through it, and on their front page, uh, there's like eight or nine people standing there, and then there's a youth holding a, a handmade sign that says, remove all fascist pigs from our school. Mm. Dolores Huerta Foundation is one of the board groups for that group. Wow. Right, so they're totally backing that. Yeah. At the same time, the Sheriff's Department is down walking with the Dolores Huerta Foundation and the uh, city's well-being program that they have going on that we've spent gazoodles of money on that they train people to go in and help people overcome the stress of COVID in their community mm. when they are the ones who cause that stress. <laughs> and then right. here's the Sheriff's Department walking, walking with the people with. who want them removed. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. 
No, that's craziness, man. Right. You know, right. there's a great line in uh, the movie GFK. We're looking into the looking glass, people. Black is white and white is black, you know? <laughs> and that's what it feels like. I'm like, yeah. there's an insanity. And the only way, that there's really only two answers to this. One is God and yep. two is people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, God coming in and people then saying, okay, we're right. going to stand up and not have this anymore. Right. We're going to get involved. We're going to learn what's going on in our community. Because you know what? If we start controlling our government, you know what will happen? Taxes will go down. Yep. Prices will go down. Yep. Regulation will be, I, I believe that there has to be some level of regulation, but unnecessary regulation right. will go away because yep. we can take care of ourselves. Yeah. You know what the government should do for us? Make sure that we have a fire department. Make mm -hmm. sure that we have decent hospitals. They should, and I'm talking local government i'm not talking federal government should make sure that we have roads that right. don't cause flat tires right you know and make sure that we have law enforcement yeah you know and and sewer and stuff right but they don't they're so busy doing this other stuff when do they have time to take care of exactly. that exactly exactly and the thing that bothers me is when they do have some initiative like the av measure where they're giving money out they're giving money out it seems to divisive groups Yes. Not groups that are going to benefit everybody in the community, only a small section. And oftentimes, they'll even have on their website or anything that they advocate for, you know, uh, um, people that are here even illegally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, again, unconstitutional yes. and just flat wrong. You're breaking laws and that. But they don't care. Mm -hmm. And you know what they don't think about? This is what drives me crazy. Right. So. Again, I'm not anti-immigration at all. Right. I, I, I absolutely believe in it. Um, what breaks my heart about all of this is that the very the very policies that they're putting in place mm -hmm. are causing rapes, causing yeah. murders, yeah. Uh, causing beatings. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the border, as people are desperately trying to come here, right? We didn't have that stuff before. I mean, only when the borders are porous as they are, do you have that? Right. 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 When you don't, you take away the incentive for those things mm -hmm. to happen. Exactly. And they don't think about that. They're like, well, we want to take care of them once they're here. Well, what about what they dealt with to get here? Exactly. Yeah, or how many right. didn't make it. How many exactly. didn't make it. They find bodies in the desert all, all the, the time. time. You know, uh, there's, uh, I won't go into all the detail, but we know the horrendous things that are happening. Oh, yeah. And yet these very groups that say they're for taking care of those people and think because they give out meager amount of food. Right to people that yeah, that's yeah. taking care of it or yeah, yeah. or we're going to give you legal advice on how to right. stay here and be under the pressure of being illegal the entire time that exactly. you're here exactly can you imagine going to you know uh, a country and knowing that you could any day be picked up and removed right you know you can't do anything wrong right you have to be so careful yeah, yeah. Can you imagine the pressure that that puts on a human being? Right, 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 right. And imagine the pressure that puts on the family then that comes here. Exactly. You know? Looking for a better life and, and now they're... You're looking over your shoulder. Uh, right, because somebody got some kind of money from the local government to just give you some, you know, yep. trinkets, some, some just scraps, In instead of actually helping you become a citizen and walking you through the process and... and, and, and fixing whatever issue was there in the first place yeah it, it is it's it's and they're all pawn it's unfortunate but the, the immigrant becomes a pawn to everybody involved 
Absolutely. That's why they don't want to fix the problem. It, yes. They fix the well, problem. Well, that's you know what? That's they any lose specialized group. That's the yeah. homeless. That's the drug addicted. Anybody that has an issue that would be quote unquote a social issue. Right. Um, the government grabs a hold of that mm -hmm. and they use that. Um, yeah. The one thing that I agree with Rex Paris on is he says that there's people who are poverty pimps. That's absolutely true. We've absolutely witnessed that even in our own yep. city. Yep. The gross amounts of money. You know what? You could build a city mm -hmm. and house all the homeless people in the AV. You could build them homes with the amount of money that they're giving oh, in programming. Yeah. You know, and you and, and that's not an exaggeration. That's truth. No, it's it's not an exaggeration because we've seen it over and over and over we hear about grants oh we've got this you know 10 million dollar grant to do xyz and then nothing nothing is i gotta tell you that is so where i disagree with all of that and i know some people don't and they think well you know there i think there are you know there's grants and things are necessary you know what i i just i don't think our tax dollars should be not used from for the those government things. No. i don't right. um because i look and i think like you were saying michael just some of the basic things the government should be putting our money toward those things making sure we can drive on the streets right. those just very basic things really if there's other groups and organizations that are doing you know social type of work um why can't we just decide if we want to donate to those organizations if we were not being taxed nearly as much, people would have much more right. money to decide where they wanted their money to go to. Right. You know, and so I don't like that. I, I mean, whether it's the measure AV money or anything, right. I just think, no, you know what you're doing? You're basically telling me I need to give my tax money and you're gonna decide who it goes to, right. whether I agree with what they're doing is correct or right or righteous or not, it doesn't really matter. I don't have any choice in that. Right. Why can't we keep more of our money and then support the groups that we want to support? Yeah. And there's going to be, I think there's a lot more accountability that way too, because yeah. if you're putting your hard-earned money to a group and you see they're not doing what they're saying they're doing, chances are you're going to pull that out and you're exactly. not going to continue to do it. Right. So we do have, it's well, like it again. perpetuates, it just keeps perpetuating these groups where you go, mm -hmm. the problems are not getting solved. And right. again, the number one thing to me on that is what's important to your community is going to be dictated by the yes. people, not by the government right. at that point, right? So it says that um, if you read the Brown Act in the preamble, it talks about the power of the people and that we do not give up. It literally says in the preamble, and you can go on the internet and find it, 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 it literally says that um, the government that was created by the people are there to, to conduct the business of the people mm -hmm. and that the people do not give up their sovereignty right. or control over the government, right? right? So that means we're the ones who are supposed to be in control. Yeah. And it's flipped. Yeah. And the only reason that's flipped is because of us. Right. And allowing that to happen. Um, on the Measure AV stuff, they gave more money to Salva than they did the veterans groups. Now figure that out. Wow. That's not right. No, it's you not know? right at all. And, and I, I think about that and I think, what are we doing? Right. You know, now we give a lot of money to the veterans groups. That's great. Maybe they're trying to figure out what. But I don't even think they're even in the same category. No, they not shouldn't at all. even be on the same page of paper, in my opinion. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. You know, you have people who fought and served for our country, and then other people who are advocating the breaking of laws. Yeah, they're doing. You know, they're really what they what they say is is that we're going to take care of the immigrant. 
-hmm. And even those who are coming across undocumented, we're going to help them work through the system. So I guess, you know, okay, that's a great humanitarian thing, I suppose. But if you didn't incentivize them to come across, you're not going to have those issues right. to deal with right. in the first place, right? right? Yeah. And all that money that goes toward, well, it is that we lose uh, a veteran every 11 minutes or something, yeah, some crazy something like number. That. We lose veterans on that. How much more of that money could literally go to those guys who have served our country? Exactly. You know? Right. And I think there's something that's not right about that. And I think there's something that we need to as a citizenry stand up and go no and, and carol is absolutely right if we if we say you know measure av that money is supposed to go to infrastructure and stuff like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. and in the state constitution it says that you can't use taxpayer money and give it as gifts to any charity individual for and then they list a myriad of reasons mm -hmm. there's really no reason that they can right and so we presented that, we presented a paper that was given to the League of Cities that deals with that, that spells it out. Literally the title says, spoil alert, it's illegal. Right. And crickets, yeah. they don't care. They don't care. And so, you know, rules for thee, not for me. Right. And, you're, and we saw that during COVID, of course. Mm -hmm. In a weird way, I'm kind of oddly thankful that COVID hit the way that it did because it opened mm -hmm. up it show, it's shined right. a light on so much of the inconsistencies and corruption that we have allowed now for, for decades. And much, right. a much needed wake up call. Yes. <laughs> and yes. by the way, you know, uh, again, a spoiler alert, it took us decades to get into this. We're not going to get out of it in just right. one election. Exactly. It's going to take a series of elections mm -hmm. for people to wake up and 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 and, it, and I'm going to tell you, it starts on the local level, man. It, the one thing that we, one of the things that we've learned through this struggle, is that it starts locally and polit political stuff rolls uphill. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, it, which makes sense because everything is wrong. So it's going to roll uphill as opposed to downhill. We're not getting anything from them. Right. And they make they try and make it out like we are. Oh well, the county's going to give us money. The federal. That's our money. Right, right, right. You know? <laughs> They're going to give us some of our money back. They're going to give us yeah, our exactly. money back. And we're sitting there going, wait a second, wait a second. If you didn't take it in the first place, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. wouldn't need to give it back. Right, It exactly. would be here, and we'd be able to take care of ourselves, yep. and we'd be depending on you and giving all of our yeah. personal power up to you. Yeah. That's why, to me, you know, as much as we can sit here and, and rightfully point out the politicians, the local government officials or state, federal, it really comes down to the voter. Yeah, We're absolutely. The ones that put it them does. In. Absolutely. And so we have to really take a serious look at what we're doing or not doing mm -hmm. when we go to that voting booth. And That's I think correct. it goes beyond the voting booth, too. Once they're in, mm -hmm. oh, maybe the person you voted for gets in, maybe they don't. But we still have to be there then watching what's going on, exactly. having a sense of accountability, keeping mm -hmm. them accountable. But I think also being there to support them when they are trying to do something that is yeah. difficult and right. I think right. it goes both ways. Yeah, we can't yeah. just be there criticizing, but we also do have to be mm -hmm. there as a support yeah. and saying, hey, we're here. We'll help carry the load, too. But they need to listen to us right right yeah. exactly i agree and i you know what last thing on that is is we would say this at pfc meetings and i think this is true there's three kind of mantra i pay my tithes i pay my taxes you do it mm -hmm. i got mine i'm not concerned right and that's the that's kind of a state of things and it sounds very uh what's the word 
not bitter, what's the word I'm looking for, jaded in a way. Mm-hmm. It's not jaded at all. It, it, when you have information and you have truth, as it says, the truth will set you free. And when you understand the sickness, you can come up with the cure. Right. right. And the thing is, is I'm not saying don't pay your tithes and your taxes. I'm saying start doing that with understanding that yeah. that's yours and you're handing it off. Hold them accountable. Right, exactly. You know, and when you see something wrong, even it's to your brother, you maybe have nothing to do with it. You know, an interesting thing, Carol and I, we don't have a dog in this fight. We own our own company. We didn't have to worry about any uh, injections or being forced. We didn't have to worry about testing. You know, the only thing we ever had to worry about was masks, and we didn't wear those. Right, right. You know, we get hassled sometimes, but most of the times we have people come, oh, you're not wearing your mask? I'm taking mine off. Yeah, exactly. So we didn't even have a dog in the fight. Right. And we realized, though, that we're talking now because of where we're at today took us decades to get to. I don't want my children to have to deal with that now decades from now. I want to start seeing that change now so my kids, when they're hitting real adulthood in their 30s and 40s, aren't dealing with the nonsense that Mm -hmm. we're having to deal with. And quite frankly, I think that's worth the fight. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, we're going to need to wrap this up. Wait, wait, wait. We still have 49 hours left. I, we do. <laughs> Actually, no. We have 48 hours. 48 hours now. So Wow, time flies. <laughs> but we will be back. We're going to be doing this again real soon. Because as you hear, ladies and gentlemen, um, there's so much going on. And even though we covered a, a lot of, uh, um, how, how should I say, we just covered a lot of information, we really stayed true to a, a singular core. And that's, we the people, we have the power mm-hmm. to change things, whether it be mm-hmm. COVID, masks, uh, jabs, uh, local elections, uh, money that our local uh, um, politician, government officials give away. We have the power. And so even though it seems like we covered a lot, we really only were talking about, for the most part, one singular thing. You and I, ladies and gentlemen, we the people, we have the power, we have the authority, we have the ability to change things. And uh, if we don't get busy doing it, we will have gone so far that we won't be able to change it that easy. We still have the power to do it, but it would take, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It will take measures that none of us really want to get into, at least at this point. So let's take care of it now. Let's take care of it while we can still do it, where we can go to these rallies and we can go visit our local um, um, city boards and and we didn't even talk about the schools but school boards boards and all of that so that we can begin to make a change and get this nation to the place where we really need where it works for all of us so do you all have any um anything you want to say goodbye to any closing statements i just want to thank everybody who did who did step up in this fight and who are continuing to step up in this fight and we know are making sacrifices there's a lot of people who really are making a lot of sacrifices so i just want to thank that and i want to thank god because seriously if it was not for the leading of god and god's Mm -hmm. covering and protection and strategy and Mm -hmm. everything and all of this i i think we wouldn't have even have the successes that we have had. So all glory to God. Absolutely. So absolutely. I, I, I would like to kind of mirror that as well, but I, I'll single it down to the p- people of PFC. I think the Palmdale Freedom Coalition, um, Carol and I, uh, we founded it. It's now run by um, Rich Gallego yes. and um, other folks, uh, the Salcedos and uh, uh, Mikey and Mario and all those guys who are doing tremendous work. Mm-hmm. 
um, they are the heroes in the fight, man. Mm-hmm. You know, they've taken stripes for this. And yeah. They're amazing people. And and this, to be kind of a, I don't know, I don't want to sound like I'm kissing up here, but I just want to commend you, Rob. This oh, is a great you. program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a fan of Table Flippers. I, I heard the first one, and, and to be honest with you, I didn't really, uh, okay, it's Rob. And I just went <laughs> on about my business. But I started listening to it about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and and uh, Carol hears it all the time because mm-hmm. I'm constantly listening to it because I think what you're doing is very needed. I Thank think you. you do it in a great and entertaining way. So keep up the great work. Yes, we love you. I appreciate I that. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I really do. I do really appreciate that. Um, but uh, oh, and download it, everybody. Download oh, it. Yes. I found download. out you need to download it today. Yes, download it, please. Even if you download it and you <laughs> kick it out the next minute, that's okay because that's how the analytics with that particular company work. I apologize about that, but please download them, and uh, then I uh, I can know who and where this is, who's listening and where it's being listened to. So that's very important, so we can keep this going. But I appreciate you both. I appreciate everything you've done. I appreciate what you're doing. And I'm not really sure exactly what it is, but I do appreciate what you're about to be doing. <laughs> well, because I know you guys are not going to leave When you know what fight. that is, let us know. Oh, no problem. I okay. got a list. Okay. <laughs> well, we are working on that. You know yeah. what we're doing? We're working on bringing the AV together. Yes. That's yes. what we're doing. Absolutely. Yes. And that's so much needed. Especially so much division. Here. But anyways, yep. God bless you both. God bless you, God too. bless you, too. Thanks for having us. And ladies and gentlemen, God bless you all. Thank you again for joining us at Table Flippers. Please check out our merchandise. We have hats, hoodies, water bottles, all kinds of cool things. You can find all of our merchandise at tableflippers.com. That's tableflippers.com. And please write me. Please let me know how I'm doing. Write me at gwccrobert. That's one word, gwccrobert at gmail.com. Give me the good letters, give me the bad letters, tell me the great things I'm doing, tell me the bad things I'm doing. I want to hear it all. Have a great day. Table Flippers is flipping awesome. <laughs>